And now as part of this Women's History Month, we're honored to be joined by two of the highest ranking officials at the Springfield Bureau of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI. Assistant Special Agent in Charge Angie Young is with us, as is Chief Division Counsel Angela Bray. Welcome to both of you. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, Assistant Special Agent in Charge, that is ASAC, Angie Young. I want to start with you to have you explain what your responsibilities are uh, as you work in really the national security arena for the FBI. Sure. I am the Special Agent in Charge, basically right-hand woman for all of our national security and intelligence programs. So the uh, pieces that are under me are counterterrorism, counterintelligence, cyber and then our intelligence analysts. People will wonder how busy does it keep you in Springfield, Illinois, dealing in, in areas like domestic terrorism, counterintelligence, etc. You would be surprised. Uh, crime happens all over the country, and we have 56 field offices um, that are all busy, including Springfield, and covering down on uh, these criminal offenses. Uh, of course, uh, the FBI uh, works in the arena of the law and it has to make sure that its work is in compliance with the requirements of the legal system. That's where Chief Division Counsel Angela Bray comes in. Tell me about your responsibilities and your role in the FBI. Sure. So I am our Chief Division Counsel. The SAC, or the special agent in charge of this division, likes to call it his consigliere. Um, but, but I will tell you, I think there is a plethora of things to do, both for executive management as well as for the agents in the field. Um, the, the legal unit is responsible for training, compliance, not just with the law, but also with compliance or with our policy. Um, we work pretty closely with the U.S. Attorney's offices, particularly if there's discovery issues, and we're, we're often we're a sounding board. Um, I do have a, also an associate division counsel in the legal division. When I say we, I'm, I'm including him as well that uh, we jokingly refer to ourselves as the firemen. We're, our job is to also to keep everyone out of jail and uh, make sure we're doing things the right way. Uh, important work uh, for both of you. I, I want to ask you both uh, about the career path that brought you to the FBI. Is this something that, that you dreamed of from a young age, or is it just a convergence of events that finally led you to the Bureau? For me, um, this is ASAC Young, I had an interest in law enforcement when I was in high school, but I wanted to go get my degree, uh, and I got my degree in uh, counseling psychology, but once I got my degree, I wanted a career in law enforcement that was a bit more academic, and so I began researching opportunities with the FBI, and my interest just grew and grew and grew, and once I had the uh, minimum number of years of experience, I started uh, my pursuit of that. Uh, and as for you, Angela Bray? Um, I, I have a little bit of a different story. My father was a Detroit, Detroit police officer for almost 30 years and then was a chief of police of a small township outside of Detroit. So law enforcement, public service was just something that I grew up with and something I was passionate about. Um, I initially started as an elementary education teacher out of college was always very interested in the bureau, but for whatever reason, just didn't really apply it to myself. Uh, I went to law school, um, got my, my JD, and then was approached actually by an FBI employee who asked me if I'd considered employment with the Bureau. And I was pretty interested and, and asked them, you know, well, what else is there to do in the Bureau besides just what you see on TV? So we had some very good conversations, 
and um, I applied, although it did take me almost eight years to get into the Bureau after after that initial conversation. So, like I said, public service, law enforcement, it's something that, that runs in my family and something that I'm passionate about. Everybody knows of the FBI. We know or at least think we understand what it's all about. A lot of our views of it are probably shaped by pop culture, whether it's uh, hearing about J. Edgar Hoover back in the day or the various TV and movie depictions of it. And a lot of that uh, suggests it has been a bureau that has been largely dominated by men. In the real world, is is that the case? Is it a, a or has it been a male dominated agency? And has that posed challenges for women coming up through the ranks? So I think um, you know there's a there's there's never been uh, there's certainly been times in my career I would say where I have not succeeded in pursuit of opportunities. However, I have never chalked those missed opportunities up to gender bias or because I'm a woman. Um, I've looked at those opportunities, things that I can learn from, and I believe, truly believe things happen for a reason, and I look for better other opportunities because I do feel like when one door closes, another door opens. In terms of challenges for women, I I do think that there are still uh, generally accepted stereotypes or social norms. One in particular is that mothers are primarily responsible for child-rearing. And first, I want to say that I, th- I think this is really demeaning for fathers who are as involved in their children's lives as mothers are. But because of this, in some cases, I think the female special agents have to work harder for a good work-life balance. And also, as a female special agent, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to represent the female population well, since there are so very few of us. Uh, we incidentally represent about 20% of the special agent population at this time, and that's only up 2% from 10 years ago. So we're making some strides very slowly. But you, as a female, you always want your male counterparts to know that they can undeniably at any time depend on you. And I, I think the, that you put a lot of pressure on yourselves to, to you know, make that true so that these uh, your male counterparts can depend on you. Um, but a lot of that is pressure from within because I think over the years uh, that external pressure has has really lessened. Uh, Angela Bray, you see this from the, the, the legal side of this and making sure that all uh, laws are being complied with. Uh, do you feel that women have had any u- uh, unique or, or unusual challenges in making their way through the ranks? So I, I would absolutely second what Angie said. I think a lot of things come from within internal pressures, um, I, I will note that before I took the position as chief division counsel, I was an agent working cases, and I actually joined our SWAT team. So you had asked about gender bias or, or, or potential issues, and, and I will tell you that still even now probably the tactical field is largely dominantly male, but I was accepted readily. Like We don't have a difference when it comes to a SWAT team selection, in this sort of physical standards that need to be met. There's no gender norming by that. These are the standards. And and I met those standards and was more than willing to train hard and carry my own weight with the SWAT team. And I think that's all those guys ask for and, and, and what they should ask for. So just with that as a very unique experience, I think, I, I can tell you I did not have any issues as a woman. Um, the team was very welcoming, very um, inclusive, in, in there's not a lot of SWAT teams with a woman on it. So that was a really good, positive experience. 
I want to delve a little bit more deeply into that as far as the the standards that uh, agents have to meet. It's a rigorous job, obviously. Uh, and and so is that true across the board? Uh, are the, the same standards, physical fitness standards, uh, applied to women and men for positions on the law enforcement side? When we first get into the FBI and we're at the training academy, the physical fitness requirements are gender-normed but not age-normed. And you can have anywhere between a 24-year-old uh, new agent trainee to a 36-year-old new agent trainee. And those, uh, like I said, those standards are gender-normed. And so the, the, the male requirements are different than the female. Once you become an agent, uh, the physical fitness requirements continue through your career and you have to take a physical fitness test every every year. And those requirements are gender and age normed. And so once you get in, there are some, there is some norming based on um, age. Uh, right. H- however, what I was referring to is the SWAT team selection and the standards are the standards. There's no norming um, with those tactical selections. Uh, ASAC, Angie Young, you uh, referenced the fact uh, that um, – uh, the percentage of women in special agent roles uh, has grown, but but not by a lot uh, in recent years. Uh, with that in mind, what would you say to a young woman thinking about a career in the FBI? Is it uh, an opportunity for real advancement, real real gains? Is it going to be a tough road to hoe? You know, I think that today that the the one thing that holds people back and, and young women back is their imagination and their willingness to put themselves out there and uh, fearful of, of, of failure. And what I tell young women all the time, because the FBI only hires about 1,500, just a very limited number of special agent positions each year. And I tell young women all the time to pursue a college education in a field that interests them. So, uh, and they, that they see themselves uh, doing in, as a career, and then put themselves out there, take initiative, lean forward on opportunities to really get a depth of experience before they start the application process. The goal is to really make yourself a competitive candidate, so that the most because the most qualified people are hired. So you want to be in that top, you know, ten percent. Um, and then if it doesn't work out, they can always fall back on an education that interests them. But women, young women, should not shy away from pursuing uh, something that interests them, including a career with the FBI, because you're sure not to get hired if you don't try, or you're sure not to get promoted if you don't try. But I think Angela and I and many other women in, in uh, leadership positions here in the FBI can attest to um, you put your best foot forward and when it's meant to happen, it will. And we have two female um, special agents in one of the highest, uh, they're the executive assistant director positions in the FBI. And so there are women in leadership positions all across the Bureau. And I encourage women to take advantage of those opportunities when they come. Angela Bray, anything you would add to that as your message for young women thinking about a, a career in law enforcement, specifically a career in the FBI? Absolutely. I agree 100% with everything Angie said. And I would just add that the only thing that would hire young, hold a young woman back is herself. The Bureau is always looking for motivated, ambitious women. And it doesn't even have to be a special agent. We have a lot of different 
support positions that make the bureau work um, and the opportunities are just endless. So don't hold yourself back. If that's something you want to do, pursue it. And if you need to educate yourself further or you need additional life experience, get it and keep chasing it because you're the only person that's going to hold yourself back. During this Women's History Month, it has been an honor to talk to both of you, Assistant Special Agent in Charge Angie Young, Chief Division Counsel Angela Bray with the FBI Springfield. Thank you both for your time. It's great to talk to you. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Here is part of Women's History Month with WMAY.